You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. So uh, bringing you an early episode because we weren't able to air live last night. Um, and I it just so happened to run across my feed again. And I'm like, oop, I better put this out here. Uh, this will be real quick. But uh, I want to put this out here again so it can be in the forefront for everyone so we can start paying attention. Now, uh, this week, Biden announced a moratorium on housing foreclosures, all right? So um, as you all are aware uh, because of the uh, pandemic, it started with there being a moratorium on evictions. And, um, shoo, we're over a year with that. And so what happened if you are a landlord you basically could not evict your tenants if they were not paying rent. And so uh, we all saw, well, most of us saw the news stories where the landlords were pretty much trying to collect the rent and uh, their tenants pretty much said they're not going to pay. Now, in some cases, absolutely, folks lost their jobs. They can't pay. Uh, hence, it is what it is. But in some cases, folks were like, hey, why should I pay? All right. But at the end of the day, the landlord was still stuck with juggling, trying to pay their mortgage. All right. Now, I've talked about this several times. Um, a lot I've talked about it personally because the housing market the U.S. housing market prices are right back at the point where they were in 2008. Actually, they're a lot higher, but let me restate that. Prices are a lot higher than they were in 2008, but the bubble, so meaning the bubble, the frenzy for housing prices are right where they were at the 2008 housing crisis. So in other words, family, it will pop. That bubble will pop. And 2008, if everybody remembers, it was a worldwide financial crisis that basically crashed the world's financial system because of housing. And everything that went along with that, with bogus mortgages, um, and also betting on mortgages, it was a hot mess, y'all. So then that came the big bailout, yada, yada, yada. 
uh, let's let's be clear, big bailout for the banks because the homeowners still got foreclosed on and the banks got bailed out. Um, the bigger, the big banks got bigger because behind the scenes, they were forced to buy out the other smaller banks that were going on under. Remember Scummy Countrywide and um, WAMU, Washington Mutual? Those big banks had to absorb those other entities. Right, so basically, in in an accounting standpoint, uh, take on the banks, take on the debt, but really behind the scenes, there the debt was wiped out by free money by the feds. Okay, and also because how tightly knit the economy is tied together from an industry perspective, you also had like GM had to get a bailout. Uh, as well, okay? So now fast forward that to 2020. Financially, I have called this before we had a epidemic slash pandemic. I called this a couple of years before that the economy is going to crash, And for two reasons, I said it. Number one, if you pay attention to the cycles, it's cyclical. There's always at a seven-year mark. The crash starts at a seven-year mark. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean right at seven years, bam, it's going to crash. But the decline starts at seven years. And by the 10th year, it's pretty much a wrap, all right? Because the the foundation of the way the economy, the false economy, is set up, that's the way it has to go. So we're right at that point. The difference this time, because really the economy has been over Long before, you know, those of us that kind of go behind the scenes on history and you talk about the 1933 bankruptcy and you talk about how money isn't really money because it's not backed by anything. It's only backed by the faith of the people. And if you really want to get technical about it, really backed by the energy of the people. Because there is no longer a gold standard. So meaning for every dollar, which is a debt note, it is a debt note. Every dollar currency that is printed, it is a debt. Because the Federal Reserve is loaning, quote, quote, doing that in quotation mark, that money out, okay? Now, back in the day, prior to the 1933 and all of that, for every dollar that was printed, there needed to be something tangible with it, i.e. gold. 
So when you hear them talk about the term of the U.S. coming off the gold standard, that is what they are referring to. Because back then, the Treasury, the U.S. Treasury, for every dollar that was printed, there had to be an equivalent amount of gold. All right? So the, the 33 bankruptcy was huge because it took the dollar off of that gold standard, and then they went in and started confiscating the gold, i.e. hoarding the gold, and issuing out this massive amount of credit known as dollars. And and which, from that point forward, sorry, I have to go over this, you all, but I have to go over it because some people might not know this. I promise I'm going to get to the point. (laughs) The original point of this podcast. Okay, so from that point, Of coming off of the gold standard, you had massive amount of inflation. Inflation started kicking in more and more. Now, what really made hyperinflation is back in the 70s when, I think it was Nixon, I could be wrong which prez it was. I think it was Nixon. Tied the dollar to oil. Okay? That's where the term, hence, petrodollar comes from. Okay? And then if you kind of look at the 70s, there was oil embargoes, etc., etc., And then that's when hyperinflation started to kick in, when um, there was the oil shortage, yada, yada, yada. So from the point of the 70s on up, inflation keeps going up. So meaning the cost of living keeps going up. And the reason the cost of living keeps going up, because the value of the dollar goes down. So as I speak, they don't want to tell you this, but it costs more to print a dollar than it's worth. So meaning the dollar is in negative territory. It truly has no intrinsic value. All right. So back in, uh, let's say, 2008, I'll give it 2008, but it was a little bit before that. China and other nations, because, you know, let's be clear, family. These are planned world economies. So don't think for one second that, you know, China's trying to take over this. Germany's trying to take over that. No. These are planned, shared economies. They may give you the guys that China's trying to take over this, that Russia's trying to take over this, and that the UK and the United States are aligned. 
That's the ruse. That's the puppet show. But meanwhile, the puppet masters are behind the scenes and they plan a world economy. They make a decision, okay, U.S., you've been a superpower for X amount of years. Now it's time to swing back to China. Okay? So, with the dollar being in negative territory, there were financial articles coming out saying that other countries did not want to settle their cargo in U.S. dollars, all right? And I used to report on this a lot uh, when I first started doing um, podcasts. I used to talk about this in a lot of detail, okay? It had got, they were putting up such a front And it took me a couple of years to figure out, oh, wait a minute, these MFs are in it together. Uh, But they were putting it out there that um, China would not settle its shipping in dollars and the rest of the world. Everybody wanted to move from the U.S. dollar as the preferred standard currency for settlement. It had gotten so ugly, they wanted it us to feel that it was so ugly, that ships, um, what do you call it? The cargo ships, y'all know what I'm trying to say, because the one that just got stuck in the um, canal last week, that's the ships I'm talking about, y'all freight ship. So forgive me. I can't think of it right now. Dog on it. So it had gotten so ugly that they wanted us to think that it had gotten so ugly. And I'll tell you why in a second is that they were leaving cargo out to sea because of the settlement payments. All right. And when we were reporting on it, we were telling you that uh, you're going to start seeing prices go up any, even higher and you're going to start seeing shortages. Now, the reason they were putting up that roof, and even when, when I was reporting on it back then, that wasn't common knowledge in the mainstream media. Only those of us that truly research and we read the back-end financial journals, we knew that information. But they certainly weren't talking about it in the mainstream media. Okay, so that's what I was reporting on. Okay, but it took me years to put the total picture together to say, oh, okay, so that was just another psyops, but this is what you all are really doing. Because what they were really doing with that particular psyops was just preparing on why we're going to have a huge economic shift and why the uh, U.S. would no longer be viewed as the world um, economic power. 
Okay. That's where they were really getting what they, where they were really getting at. Now, I want you to think about these time frames that I'm talking about. I was talking about 2008 crash and all of that. Now, in the meantime, this is why you have to like read a lot across different things, across the financial sector, um, you know, entertainment, uh, spiritual political, because it all ties together. Now, Bitcoin, let's talk about it. Meanwhile, all of this is going on. And in the background, in the financial world, not, no, not the underground, the underground black market, let me be clear. Let me not lie upon folks. Bitcoin. Guess when Bitcoin was introduced? 2008. So they claim the official story of Bitcoin, they claimed and allegedly that someone anonymously built Bitcoin, a digital slash electronic currencies that is independent of the financial system totally. So meaning no concept of banks, no concepts of a federal reserve, etc. It is an anonymous way to do transaction from peer to peer. All right. Now, Bitcoin really was used in its very, very um, infancy stage. Yeah, it was used by um, international uh, dope dope men. Yeah, it was literally used by heavily by international dope men and, and black market folks. Okay, so I heard about Bitcoin in 2012. It was in passing. And this guy told me about it. He didn't explain it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was 25 cents back there. Yeah, 0.25 cents back then. Okay, so just a quick um, synopsis of Bitcoin. Bitcoin uses peer-to-peer technology to operate with no central authority or banks. Managing transactions and the issuing of Bitcoins is carried out collectively by the network. Bitcoin is open source. Its design is public. Nobody owns or controls Bitcoin and everyone can take part. Though many of its unique properties, Bitcoin allows exciting uses that could not be discovered by any previous payment system. Okay. All right. So I got to thinking, fast forward, 2018. 
I said, they're lying about Bitcoin. Now, this is just my lowly, humble opinion. So that wasn't developed anonymously. That was developed solely by the Alphabet Boys. Because even with that, um, the initial usage from a black market perspective, yeah, you had the criminals, quote, quote, using it. But I'm pretty sure that the Alphabet Agencies utilized it as well to fund their different co-intel pro operations, okay? And it fits perfectly from moving from a paper currency that has lost its value totally and from that economic structure, which is essentially collapsed to move to something totally different. And this can coincide with moving to artificial intelligence and machine learning and merging machine with consciousness. Digital currency fits that perfectly. Okay, so the spiritual component to that is you had between 2008 crash. Okay, so think about it. 2008 financial crash happened worldwide. Bitcoin is introduced 2008. 2012 from a spiritual perspective. That is, according to the Mayan calendar, prediction of leaving out of the Pisces age and ushering in the Aquarian age. All right? So, currency is just like the word says. It's about energy. So that whole system of the dollar currency of that particular energy associated with that current is no longer viable with the new energy that we have entered with the Aquarian age, right? So that's why they had to switch as well. Okay, so I totally, yeah, I didn't even expect to go there, but it is what it is. All right, so hopefully now you're understanding why we're moving into the digital age um, with the currency perspective and how it ran directly parallel with the crash of the 2008 Right, And if you go back and track the price of Bitcoin, and let's just be clear, Bitcoin is not the only digital currency. Those of you that follow digital currencies in just any little semblance, 
You should know that. It was just the first out the gate, purposely the first out the gate. And it went from 25 cents. I knew it at 25 cents back in, I think dude told me about it in 2012. I wish to hell it would have been explained to me properly, but that's neither here nor there. I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. But as of today, Bitcoin is just for one digital coin, 58,234 dollars. Now, how can $1 match up to that? There's no possible way $1 can match up to that. Okay? If you look across all the other digital coins, you are going to see, for the most part, their value, and I'm talking the popular ones, goes far beyond what a dollar is. And to even prove the point further, there is already, family, a U.S. digital coin. Look it up. Already in existence. It just doesn't move. It stays flat. Okay? So there's not a question of if the world economies are going digital. It's just a matter of when. They are standing it up. I've been telling you all that for years. I told you why it was going digital from a spiritual perspective. I just told you again. I'm telling you why it is going digital from a financial perspective Again, okay? So this is why you have to do your research, do your due diligence to be informed and you make the best decision for yourself, all right? So just remember what I am telling you. It is not if. It's just a matter of when. And I'm figuring within... The next year, probably either 22, 23, but definitely by 2025, the switch will be made. Okay? So, let me bring all of that back to the point (laughs) of this original podcast. But I had to give you that background because I want you to be aware. Start paying attention to what's going on. And when I tell you everything's going to change financially, I am telling you everything. That is the way you do transactions are going to be digital. Even contracts. Everything's going to change. Research smart contracts. Research blockchain technology. This was all planned. Well, I started researching into some of the other popular digital currencies. 
and seeing who the particular founders, quote, quote, I'm doing that in quotation marks, of those particular digital currencies were, and they call them alternative coins or altcoins. And then I start going behind who was funding them. I said, ah, gotcha. Because I started to see some of them big banks funding those altcoins and some of those other players. Yeah, I know the other financial players. Their foundations funding, sponsoring, and backing some of these altcoins. And then those same altcoins, that's when you started seeing those starting to take off. So Bitcoin, people are making a lot of money with it right now. That's just the first one out the gate. Pay attention to those altcoins. Do your due diligence because that's where they're really going to pump stuff in. All right? Okay. So just be clear. That is where the new economy is going. It's going to totally be about digital currency. All of these nations are going to set up their own version of a digital currency. Already, I didn't told y'all the USD has a coin. Go look it up. And some of the other nations have it as well. Last year, uh, I want to say, see, they're October, November. Don't quote me on that. Uh, the World for Economic Forum held a press conference, and I it was early in the doggone morning, y'all. I just so happened to be online, and it flashed across my screen, and that. Total topic was on digital currency. I said, oh, no, thank you, universe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Listens to the entire get up. They have already said it's approved. Different nations were there. They're, they're said, they said they are going to roll it out over the next two to three years. Okay. So it's all, it's already been done. They're just standing it up. China's already heavily starting using it. And China's really getting gangster and sick with it as they always usually do. Because what they're doing is tying it into your social score. So meaning... You have to be a good citizen and get a social score. And the danger with the digital currency is they can shut you off in a heartbeat. Whereas in dollars, it is what it is. You got to come run up in my spot to snatch them said dollars. But you don't know if that's my only spot. Okay, So that's the flip side to digital. Okay, because it is very control controllable. All right. Although when it initially was launched, they say it's anonymous, blah, 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 this, that, and the third, four, five, six, seven. But at the end of the day, I'm in tech. 
It is what it is. Anything is hackable. Everything is traceable. You bets believe, right? So that's the flip side. Now, just another thing to be aware of, and you can go on YouTube and find these videos as well. Uh, Press Biden is talking about totally getting rid of the credit bureau. So he talking about doing it. I already know it's a wrap for the credit bureaus. Okay, because they are more than likely. Now, this is just my opinion. They're going to go down the road like China with this social credit score. And it's going to be tied to your digital currency. And I even think they're going to try to tie it to your passport and your travel. Now, those two pieces are just my humble opinion. You take it for what it's worth, but just pay attention to the technologies, okay? All right, so let's get back up to the future with this moratorium on the putting people up out of their spots and the foreclosures, all right? It's a couple of folds here. Again, the housing bubble once again was planned. The difference from between 2008 to now is they did not, today, you did have to have viable standards to be able to get a house. Because back up in the day in 2008, you could submit paperwork in your doggone dog's name and walk away with a house and then turn around and get a second and third mortgage on that, okay? So they shut that down and made you provide the necessary truth to get houses. And so that was their ruse to say, that's why we'll never have another housing bubble because... We raised the criteria to get a mortgage loan. Okay, the employer. But see, I watch the interest rates. And I understand the roofs that they play with the interest rates. Because when you drop the interest rate, that's cheap money. That causes more people to say, oh, interest rates, they're only 3% versus 6% versus 8%. So, oh man, this is really a good time to buy a home. And that's what people started doing. Started going out, buying houses again. So that was able to clear up all of the bad inventory from 2008, okay? Because when that 2008 bubble burst, you had all of these homes, foreclosures, go on the market and prices were horrible. But the flip side is, If you were in the market to buy a home, you were golden. You got an excellent deal, okay? 
So you had HUD and all those other government agencies and the banks. And the banks didn't hold too many houses. Don't let them fool you all. Because a lot of those loans are backed by the uh, Fed, Fannie and um, Freddie's tail. Matter of fact, they had to get bailed out too. Okay, so most of the loans, Fannie and, Fannie and Freddie are the guarantor. So meaning if somebody forecloses, they'll pay the bank. And Fannie or Freddie will be stuck with the physical inventory. Okay, so 2008, bu housing bubble uh, burst, a lot of housing on the market. That was a great time to buy if you were looking for a home and you could afford a home, all right? So to start to ease out of that housing disaster, now remember they had already thrown money to the banks, bailed them out, but the homeowners, oh, you got to get up out your stuff. You out of there. And I remember when that bubble first burst, I was having a conversation with someone and we said, they can solve this easily by just paying off all of the mortgages. Just pay off all the mortgages. People own their stuff outright and let that be that. But no, that's the right thing to do. What do you mean? What, what 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 do you mean not leave people in debt? Are you kidding me? No, we're gonna throw money and bail out the people that created this situation. You get up out that home. That's okay. We'll, we'll let this inventory sit because see, they already had the plan for the second wave or setup, and that plan to get rid of that excess inventory from the two thousand and eight crash was to, now remember, I forgot to say this, the 2008 bubble, what sent it over the edge that popped it, poop, was Greenspan rising or raising interest rates. Because just like today, he lowered interest rates and there was a lot of cheap money flowing. Plus the banks was just letting anybody and their brother and their animals, hell, homeless people, they were using their social security numbers to get homes. Okay? So those loans that folks were taking out, they were taking out adjustable loans. So meaning... Every year, based on whatever the market is doing, your loan can either, the, uh, the interest rate can either stay the same, it can go down, it can go up. And I remember realtors and brokers encouraging people to get that adjustable loan because you can get into a bigger house your dream home, where really technically you couldn't afford it. But because if you get this adjustable loan, you can afford it. Oh, they're not going to go up. They haven't gone up in 
for five years. You're cool. So people started getting into those adjustable loans. Oh, you want to do renovations? Take out a second mortgage on your house. Get that adjustable loan on that second mortgage so you can be able to afford those payments. Oh, you want to kick it, go on vacation. You want to buy them 30, 40,000 SUVs. You want a big ball and pretend like you're upper middle class when you're lower, your salary says lower middle class. Take out that second loan, home loan. Take out that second mortgage. Get that adjustable rate. So when green spent, so that's how the housing market kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So with the cheap money giveaways by the banks, the banks allowing anybody and their animals to sign up for mortgages kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you have people in the financial world side betting on those said investments called default credit swaps, just a total, total stew, poisonous stew. You're just stirring it. You're just stirring it. And it's going to explode. But they cannot convince me, not the ones that run world economies that they did not know it was going to pop. Okay? You cannot convince me that AIG, who finance all of the risky shenanigans, because what did they do with all of those home loans that were given out, those risky home loans? Hmm, What did they do? They packaged them bad boys up and sold them on Wall Street. And who guaranteed that if anything happened to those loans, that they would pay them off? A-I-G, Fannie and Freddie. Fannie and Freddie at the individual homeowner's perspective. A-I-G from the bundling up of the loans and putting them on Wall Street. And neither one of them, those industries, including the bank, can convince me that they did not know what they were doing. So Greenspan, who was head of the Fed Reserve at the time, guess what he did? He raised interest rates. And that was just the final little pin in the big old balloon that bursted. Because when those interest rates went up, everybody, all those people that was gambling on that interest rate staying at a certain level that they could afford could no longer afford it. So that meant You know, the individual homeowners that was big balling couldn't afford to make the mortgage payments. So that meant those investments that were bundled up 
and sold on Wall Street, those investment portfolios started not to be paying out, started to be in a negative. That meant knock, knock, uh, AIG, knock, knock, AIG, um, blood. You backed these investments. You said that if these investments go bad, that you'll be able to cover this bet. Run me my ends. <gasps> AIG. <gasps> uh, wait. Uh, 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 hold, hold, hold on a minute. The way my bank account is set up, I had to move money from here and there. It's too late. Too late. Everything popped. Okay? So that's how we got the excess inventory, the pop, blah, blah, blah. So now, what did they do? They got all of this inventory in 08, 09, 10, 11. Then here comes, we're going to lower interest rates again. And I saw it as soon as they said they were going to do that. I said, it's only going to be another seven to 10 years where there's going to be another crash. Because this is the same thing all over again. And I do not understand why the average American person do not see this is the same thing all over again and the supposed allegedly financial gurus are you freaking kidding me that's your job to watch the trends and you don't see that this is 2008 all over again so yes that's how another bubble was created with the housing market, which we are currently in, and it's going to pop. They're just delaying the pop with the moratoriums. And they're only delaying the pop because they want to completely stand up their digital currency, that entire new financial system. They want to get the back-end players in the position with their total AI robotics. They also want to get in position universal basic income. Look it up. That is going to be a form of social slash welfare around the world that every citizen will get a minimum X amount of dollars because of the new changed economy. Because now we are talking about multi-million worth of jobs that will be lost across the planet. And that is because of the new way to do business. Moving from a service economy into totally AI, robotics. So that means if you're in a service job, it's not looking good. 
That's going to be across a lot of platforms, family. Look it up. Factories were pretty much the start of AI robotics. Okay. Self-driving cars. You can figure that out. I know for a fact they were testing the self-driving trucks years ago. Truck driver friend of mine put me up on game. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Okay. That's just one industry. All of the fast food places are already doing um, robotics. They're already testing it. So that means folks cooking your food, serving you, all of that. Uh, Amazon has rolled out a couple of pilot stores where you totally walk in the store. You already have your digital wallet, your digital wallet. And everything you pick up, ping, 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 hitting your digital wallet. I've seen a walk-in store one, and I've seen a a drive-in store one. Construction, going to be totally changed. Totally changed. They already have robotics that can build a house in a heck of a lot less time than it would take physical labor and a much better structure. Already testing it. They did not invent that 3D printer technology for nothing. For nothing. There goes construction. Service jobs from insurance, underwriters. Already got the computer program that can do the underwriting themselves. Lawyers. Already have all of that digitized. Already have computer programs that can write contracts. Hmm. Doctors and surgery. That's going to change drastically. Where you're not going to really have surgeons per se. They'll just put the coordinates in the program and oversee the robot conducting the surgery. They're already doing that right now. Okay. That's just some of the industries. That's just some of it. So don't think for one minute it's going to be, uh, you know, entry level and I'd hate to say lower level because I don't want to demean anyone, but you all get what I'm saying. Don't think that those are just the lower paying jobs. I am telling you, it is across all industries. Anything that they can do robotically, that's what they're going to do, all right? Everything is going to be shifted huge, okay? So this is why they are delaying the um, housing crash, all right? So just real quick. Um, I found this off of techjury.net. 
17 plus statistics about job loss to automation and the future of employment. This came out uh, March 18th, 2021. In 2020, approximately 3 million robots roamed around our factories doing the heavy lifting for us. From an efficiency perspective, that's no doubt a good thing. So you you read that from and read that y'all heard that <laughs> from an efficiency perspective. That's no doubt a good thing. But the image of a never tired and always precise machine doing everything much faster does raise a question in our minds. Will my job be automated? You're right to wonder if that applies to you. If you hold a clerical job or if you work on a production line repetitively doing essentially the same simple task. It's time to dive into the job lost to robots statistics. Fascinating stats and facts on jobs lost to automation. As many as 30% of jobs will be replaced by automation, especially the boring and repetitive ones. 1.5 million people in England are at high risk of losing their jobs to automation according to the Office of National Statistics. We're at risk of losing 375 million jobs worldwide by 2030. 14 to 80 million U.S. jobs are at risk of being automated. The Brookings Institution estimated that 36 million workers will will lose their jobs because of AI. World Economic Forum, okay? Remember when I was telling y'all last either October or no October or November could have been uh September, don't quote me on that. When I told y'all they were talking about digital currency, baby, that was the World Economic Forum said that digital currency it, will happen within the next two to three years. And all of those nations were going around on that conference call. It was on a Zoom call, honey. Saying, yep, yep, we're with it. We see the value. Yep, yep, we're with it. We're with it. We see the value. Even the U.S. Treasury Secretary was at that meeting. Okay, so here is the World Economic Forum. Now, I'm bringing this to you again so you can start paying attention to these agencies because they're not giving you this in the mainstream media. But anyhow, World Economic Forum says machines will create 58 million new jobs. Okay, now that's what they say. Maybe that's so. But I think about, they said that same crap with manufacturing. Did they not? When the manufacturing jobs went overseas, did they not say the same BS and said, oh, no, folks have to be retrained? And what really happened is that the middle class in America was cut in half. 
where it went to in order for you to really be in middle class, you had to have some type of piece of paper slash degree to go into banking, etc., in order to be middle class. Because they claim they were going to retrain folk for those particular jobs. Well, family, play it. Let me break this down for you because I want this to be crystal, MF, and clear. Don't let them lie to you, family. Yeah, it's going to create 58 million new jobs. Okay, I, I, I'm going give, to give them that. How many people do you think will be qualified to program, create, and operate AI machinery? I'll wait. And I know what I'm talking about because even in the tech industry today, we still can't fill technology jobs in the U.S. There is a gross shortage. where they have to go overseas to India and Asia to get the jobs filled. And it's still a shortage. And the reason why it's a shortage, because the U.S. didn't prepare its own people to be able to fill those positions. They didn't prep the educational world and the education machine still has its head in its ass and they're still not preparing these babies. So when they talk about 58 million new jobs, how many people will be qualified to do the jobs? Because I am telling you, those will be a highly skilled technical jobs. And that even means to run the machinery. So you're talking people that work in fast food and service industries. You're telling me that they're going to be able to take one of those technical jobs within the next two, three years. Is that what you're honestly trying to sit up here and tell me? When we can't even get those same people to step into the current technical jobs? Is that what you're going to sit up here and try to tell me? It's not going to happen, family. There's going to be a huge gap of folks that are going to be unemployable. Hence, why universal basic income will come into play. Now, if you are listening to what I am saying and you have children, middle school, high school, and especially college, you better start preparing your babies. And yes, I say middle school. You start preparing your babies. 
These babies had access to a heck of a lot more technology than I had back up in the day. They're using it every day. Start sparking their interest. They want to sit on online all day and play video games. Put them in programs. Go online, research stuff where they can build their own little game. Start sparking their interest. Go on Amazon, buy them little beginner robotic kits. Start sparking their interest. You have high school age children, you better start prepping them. You better start prepping them towards robotics, all of that. If you have college students, you better look at what they're majoring in. Because if they're majoring in service industry, they're just doing nothing but wasting their time going into debt. Okay? You better start prepping your babies to be entrepreneurs and be heavy in technology. Okay? Because that's what they're going to have to be in order to have a semblance of some type of comfort. Existing working folks and old heads, if you haven't prepared yourself, it's fence to be rough. It's fence to be rough, all right? Now, I'm just giving you the ley line of where it's going, why it's going that way. Spiritually, this is all happening because of a major spiritual upgrade pole shift. They're trying to keep up with the planetary raising of the vibrations. Okay? So now if you're on that spiritual path, you're on that spiritual side, you already know what comes with that. Okay? All right? So you you all that rock with me, you know how I feel about it because at the end of the day, all of it is going to collapse. Even all of this artificial intelligence stuff that they're built uh building up because they're building all of that up only to survive because they cannot sustain the higher frequencies. Because their terraforming has essentially broken down. All right? So, I know I said I wasn't going to be long. And look, I'm an hour and something in. So, I, I hope that this brought some value to you all, uh, I do want you to be aware of what's going on. That is why they are delaying the um, moratorium on the foreclosures and on the eviction. Yes, we are in a housing bubble. Yes, it's going to pop. Yes, they are going to uh, move to the digital currency. Yes, the AI, the robotics, all of that 
will uh, be the new way to uh, earn a living. All of that is going to change across all industries, okay? And what ushered this in was the pandemic. I said it when they first announced it. When they first ushered the first letter of that virus, I already told you all that that was the ruse for the collapsing economy to stand up the new one. From a spiritual perspective, that pandemic thing is also tied to the raising of the frequencies. It's either one of two things. I talked about this last week. It's either to sustain people to be able to handle the new frequency shift or to stop people from getting the upgrades to be able to sustain the new frequency shift so they can keep them on a certain frequency to go into the AI world, right? Because again, with all of these physical things that I have gone over, everything physical starts spiritually first. The spiritual is the power, okay? Um, So the final thing I want to talk about when we talk about these uh, AI and robotics, and I actually got this from a um, blogger, um, really enjoy her work. Um, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want her to be negatively associated with me because I rock totally different and she has a huge platform. So, um, but she said something, and those of you that if you follow that particular genre, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, but I did want to inadvertently give her credit without saying her name to put any heat on her uh, based on my platform. But she says something, and I'm like, woo. Content creators... YouTubers, um, what do you call them, people? Um, Influencers, influencers, all right, which are a lot of the youngins doing the influencing from pushing the products. Uh, Makeup comes to mind, Uh, hair care products, clothing, uh, vacationing spots. Well, that was big you know, before the pandemic, okay? For the most part, these industries, if you get a big following, you are approached by the industries to promote their brand and you get um, compensated quite well. The bigger your platform, um, the, the more compensation you get. Okay, and that has made multimillionaires out of YouTubers um, and Instagrammer folks and even TikTok folks. I didn't even know that the babies on TikTok, honey, they they getting paid. They're getting paid. 
Now, behind the scenes, let's be clear, I'm no dummy, okay? I'm on YouTube also, and I see how the algorithms work. I feel that folks are picked and chose for that. When you get into the multi-million subscribers, okay, oh, okay, if you say so. Based on the content, I haven't watched every one that has a multi-million subscribership. Haven't watched everybody's content. But those that I have watched, oh, okay then. I can take somebody with 100,000 subscribers that blow their crap away every day of the week. All right? So I already know that they're set up, put in those positions to make that change. But back to what this uh, particular um, person was saying, this particular podcaster and YouTuber uh, was saying, she said, for those particular groups, don't get comfortable, don't cross your legs, sweet pea. And that's including the celebrities because you fence to be replaced and shout out to her. I don't want to say her name again, but she hit this out the park. She predicted it, and I'm co-signing what she said. Baby, don't get comfortable, celebrities. Don't get comfortable, you YouTube stars, you Instagrammers, you TikTokers, because AI finna replace all of y'all. You will be replaced. And specifically, the celebrities, it should be a huge wake-up call with this pandemic. Because y'all was rolling and bawling and thought y'all was all of that, honey, with a bag of chips and a scoop of seasoned hummus. Oh, you couldn't be told nothing on the gram, flossing and fronting this, that, and the third. And when that pandemic hit, them chisnecks started drying up because you looked down on the YouTubers. You looked down on the YouTubers that were making their living from YouTube. You thought they were better, you were better than them. You didn't want to come on a platform. If you know, you may grace your presence if they had multi-million subscribers. You may grace their presence. Now you MFs are busting YouTube wide open trying to get that coin, baby. You've been brought down a couple of notches. I see you out here desperate. I see you starting your channels. I see you still in the flavor of us YouTube content creators. I can look at your stuff and I know exactly how you got your format, who you got your format with. I see you literally going to these other YouTubers, content creators, that's been doing it for five, ten years. And I see you taking their stuff. And the one person that I don't want to mention, I see her stuff get ripped off all the time. But I'm telling you, they coming for you. You fence to be up out of a job, boo. I hope you invested well. Because all of those images that you created, those characters that you play, 
baby. You can be replaced and you are going to be replaced. So I hope you saved your funds and you'll be receiving your UBI check like the rest of them. And the only ones that are going to be left standing are the AI entertainment industry that they want to put out there and they're going to create a brand out of those AI characters. They're literally going to create AI characters, create a brand and music. They're going to be influencers across the board. So the only ones that are going to be left standing are those AI characters and the YouTube content creators who really do have the talent, who really do have the organic talent that are self-built, not industry-built. Because when you're self-built, you're always going to survive. Okay, so shout out to that content creator. You know who you are, sis. Very much respected. Um, I see how you move. You're always going to be good because you are a leader. All right. So I hope you all enjoyed this. I know I said it was going to be short, but y'all know how I gets to rambling. So I wish everyone well on this Friday. Uh, you take care of yourself. Love yourself. Uh, love each other. Let's love each other in a healthy way and pay attention to the trends. So peace and love.